0: Happy New Year and welcome to the Attractions Group podcast, episode twenty six. Don, how was your holiday season?
1: You know, it was interesting uh, for the most part of it. You know, I was kind of uh, under the weather with it. Um, you know, but uh, but overall, you know, I mean, it's it's always good to, to you know to see family and friends and that, you know, uh, on Christmas and New Years and uh, look forward to the start of a new year.
0: Awesome. I um. I also celebrated Christmas and New Year's uh, uh and in addition to that I became an uncle again on New Year's Day. So my brother oh, Congratulations. Thank you. My brother had a little baby boy that was not expected until Valentine's Day but it's very healthy and um you know they at that stage always worry about lung development and stuff like that but they kind of anticipated that they would have to make her go early because of uh some stuff that came up when with her and um yeah he was born very healthy and they're both happy and excited and You know, a couple days in the hospital standard for a a preemie, especially about six weeks old, but, uh, it's going to get out then and can't wait to meet them. You know, I haven't had the opportunity to yet since they're only allowed to have like their parents in the room and, and stuff like that. But
1: right. Do you get to watch any football over the holidays?
0: Um, I did. Um, I, I watched the, um, that massacre that was the, the cheese at bowl with the, with how how was LSU matched up with Purdue? Like what sadist. (laughs)
1: I don't know. And then you got Tulane. They, they got revenge for the 1932 Rose bowl loss. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm still a little, um, a little salty about the 32 Rose bowl loss too. Um, yeah. And if, uh, you know, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't mention what happened on Monday night football, you know, that's uh, you were there obviously. Um, but even watching at home, it was just, it was just terrible. And I, I remember the first incident, um, the first thing that kind of stuck in my mind was they pulled the ambulance out on the field and um they i'd never seen them pull an ambulance out on a football field i assumed it was because it wasn't necessarily necessary and secondly you know it's probably could be damaging to the field so i thought it i was like oh they must have changed the protocol or something because what we were told at home was that it was some sort of back or neck injury which is they looked like they were stabilizing his neck for the first moment come back from commercial and they're saying oh they're doing cpr or so uh, what was the tone there, Don?
1: You know, I mean, it was the most electric atmosphere before the game. Uh, you know, it was loud, the crowd was into it. Uh, you know, great pregame introductions and everything. Everybody's pumped up, ready to go. <clears throat> Bengals get off to a great start. You know, they're up seven to three, they're driving again. And, um, uh, on that play that happened, um, You know, you saw him stand back up and, and then he went down, not forward, but backwards Mm -hmm. and that was, that was what made it right off the bat unusual. Yeah. Something we, we hadn't seen before and we knew something was, was wrong, seriously wrong. And then it just, you know, just to hear, you know, see how loud the stadium was. And then it just became like total silence and, um, you know, just very, um, very chilling experience yeah um hope to never see that again Mm. uh and just to see you know there was, you know you got the buffalo writers and and pr team and that they're just right down the the row from us oh yeah where i was sitting and you know just to see them and nobody knows what's happening um uh but uh you know you you went from you know number three on the field's a football player you know, to now we're, we're looking at a human battling for his life and Right. it just puts everything into perspective for you. And, uh, you know, suddenly, you know, when I'm driving home, a lot of little things that would bother me, didn't bother me. Anymore. Right. You know, just thinking about that and just puts a lot of things in perspective and, um, you know, just, I just been thinking about, you know, that, that player for the last couple of days and, um, just, you know, what his family's going through. I, you know, I saw his mom and, and everything and wondering what she's thinking mm-hmm. and, um, it, it was just a real chilling experience, and uh, you know something. I hope I never have to see again.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so, for those of you who may be outside the United States or, or something like that, that did not know what happened. Uh, Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. It was the Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Huge game, huge playoff implications. The winner is essentially going to take their division and uh, possibly have like home field advantage for the playoffs and so on. But um, uh, Damar Ham- Hamlin damar hammond, hammond yeah this is just a uh was he a safety
1: he was a safety and uh he was you know really coming on he'd started it was his 14th start for the bills mm-hmm. uh this year uh but you know i didn't know a whole lot about him before the right. game, other and he he went to pit you know i knew that mm-hmm. that he had played there but then you know you start reading the different articles and seeing videos and things and you know here's a guy that off the field got it you know right away right uh, you know, he, he knew how, you know, it was his mission to, to use that platform to make a difference in, in the Buffalo community and that. And, uh, you know, so nobody could find a bad word to say about the kid. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but, but anyway, so what seen...
0: transpired just to make sure that people aren't out of the loop is, uh, regular play, uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, he collides with, uh, T Higgins gets look
1: like a, a more routine, tackle. routine
0: tackle. Yeah. So it, this was not, this may not have been like affiliated with that that contact nobody at all knows. you know
1: yeah nobody knows right now the, if it was at play or if, you know he had something just you know that hadn't been detected and yeah in physicals and things nobody knows right um, but, um
0: uh, well and he could have taken a blow to the chest just in the right way because i was watching youtube videos on doctors analyzing it but you know they don't know they're not there but anyway so he takes the hit gets up like nothing starts adjusting his helmet collapses on his back So of course, me watching at home and probably you in the press box at that point was like, oh, he must he must have hurt his neck or something. Um, but it was odd. The way he
1: went down, no. The way he went down, no. Everybody, (laughs) you know, right away knew that was right,
0: right. But (laughs) but at home we didn't see him we didn't see him collapse at home. So all we saw was, oh, there's another Bills player down, and then they're stabilizing him. We're like, oh God, is this like, you know, a neck because that's always scary. You know, because the player before him that went down you know they were worried about movement and stuff right uh, right yeah right. So, so
1: but after i saw him you know get up and take a step or whatever then the way he went down then you knew it wasn't just a normal you know neck back and leg and you knew it wasn't anything like that that this was totally different than you know and something was seriously wrong and um you know the paramedics and that team that uh mm-hmm. you know out on the field the you know the hospital everybody involved and you know those are the real heroes of that night
0: I don't remember who, but somebody tweeted, I'm on team UC Medical tonight. Which Yeah, UC Medical, yeah. exactly. So uh, yeah, they did, you know. But anyway, they pulled an ambulance onto the field. Um, we didn't know this at home, but they had uh, they had done CPR. Um, and fortunately, it was administered very quickly, which is the best thing that can be done. And then they had an uh, defi- was it AFib. I, I don't know the difference between an f- AFib and a D-Fib. But anyway, it was an AED, so I guess an AFib. And they had to shock them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different yeah. reports because some said that he had to be revived two or three times and some say once, but it was done at least once. Um, cause his heart had stopped. He was taken to UC. Uh, players are all in distress. You can see it. I mean, God, I mean, especially watching it on TV when you can see the close-ups of like the, you know, the bills players are broken up. The Bengals players are confused and not knowing what to do and not knowing how to feel and stuff. So The word that allegedly came down from the league, which the league denies, is, okay, we're going to start again in five minutes. So, you know, both quarterbacks start throwing and stuff like, yeah, I don't know if I'm up to this. Next thing you know, they're like, all right, everyone back to the locker rooms. This is about halfway through the first quarter, so 60-minute play. This is like seven and a half (laughs) minutes in or so. Um, And they stay back there, and they keep on cutting to commercial, coming back, commercial coming back. And, you know, all the commentators, um, who was I listening to? Uh Troy Aikman. Who's with Troy?
1: Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Yeah,
0: Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They were like, there's no way. There's just no way. So uh my understanding and what we did not necessarily see on camera is that the Bengals went over and visited the Buffalo Bills in their locker room. Um Zach Taylor came over and uh he stopped at the hospital even to to visit this guy. Um but to your point, um, so uh, Damar Hamlin uh, has a toy drive, kids' toy drive that that's his charity. It's raised uh over seven million dollars in the last 24 hours. Last I heard, um,
1: yeah, over, over seven million dollars. And going into that game, it was at 2,900.
0: Yeah, so what I think we'll do is let me find a link for a way to donate. I'll put that in the description since since we brought it up, and uh, you know, we're, we're we want everyone in Cincinnati's thinking of him. You know, it's uh, we wanted to win that game, we you know, I was excited for that game all week, and but. When something like that happens, you just realize it, it's just a game. So,
1: You know, exactly. You know, and you see everybody, you know, so, not everybody, but some people, you know, wondering how it's going to impact the playoffs mm-hmm. and all that. Right now, that doesn't matter. You know, uh, you know, he's still in intensive care. And in that's so right. You get to that when you get to that. Yeah,
0: point. I agree. And um, but I don't think it's necessarily distasteful to ask questions like that at this point, because this is relatively unprecedented. The game was incredibly important. If it was two teams that were out, just cancel the game, you know, or call it a tie or something. But what do you do?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think if it, if it didn't matter, I think they would have already done that. But I think they have to wait until after this weekend to see how it would have impacted it. Right. It may not have any bearing. And if it doesn't, then you'd probably don't, you know, again, we don't speak for the league right. or anything like that, but you probably don't play it if it wouldn't have mattered. Um, but if it does matter, you know, and and, uh, you know, you go from a, Three seed to possibly being able to be a one seed or something mm-hmm. like that, um, you know. Then yeah, I think you got to find a way to get that game in.
0: Yeah, and and the and the real question is when because if they push it to the next, because I mean they can't play immediately after this Sunday, but they can't play the next weekend because I would put both teams at a disadvantage in the playoffs unless they got the bye.
1: Well, I think what you would they would have to do is they'd have to push the Super Bowl week. Uh, they have a two-week break between, you know, the 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 big game. And I think what they would do is just uh, push that back so there's only a one-week break before the Super Bowl, which is okay because they did that for years. There was only one week, you know, and it didn't seem to impact the teams at all. Yeah. Um, you know, with that, the teams don't even leave to go down there until the week of uh, the Super Bowl. So I think that would be the way to do it. And you just have a Bengals-Bills game, you know, in Week 19. The other teams all get a bye then you go into the playoffs. I mean, not ideal, you know, again, if they're playing and the other teams are resting, but uh, there's just no, any, any way they go, isn't going to, you know, be ideal for anybody, but, uh, you know, we'll get to that. When we get to that, you know, there's, there's the games this weekend that'll determine whether you even have to play that game. And, um, you know, maybe they don't. And, uh, you know, you just business as usual for the NFL at that point. Then,
0: Right. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you can do, but again, I'll put a link in the description of both the YouTube version and the, the podcast as to where you can donate to his uh, toy drive. So uh let you know that people in Cincinnati and all around the world and the, uh, you know, all the uh, attractions groupies out there are, uh, are thinking of him and it's just yeah, a game. And, and it kind and-
1: of relates to one of our first episodes that we had was all about crisis and crisis communications mm-hmm. and, It doesn't get any harder than it did, uh, um, you know, on Monday night. And I think, you know, between the Bengals, the Bills, the NFL, I I think they all handled that as well as could be expected under the situation.
0: Yeah, uh, very much, you know, Joe Burrow, uh, Zach Taylor, uh, all the people, uh, especially T. Higgins, who, uh, who, was the one that came in contact with that guy who's doing well, but apparently he's a met, he's been at the hospital most of the last couple of days from what I understand but uh real class acts for all of them they immediately dropped the face and it's just a game this is a colleague we're talking about so
1: yeah and you know the big thing that Zach Taylor brought up today in his press conference was um, the officials came over to him and said, you know the bills are still processing this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so he didn't want to be playing, you know, like phone tag, like calling on the phone across the field and all those kind of things and or having the officials, you know, keep going back and forth as messengers. So he walked across the field and the Bills coach, Sean McDermott, you know, told Zach Taylor, among other things, but, uh, you know, told him, he said, I, I, I've got to be in the hospital with, with my player. Right. I can't, I can't coach this game. You know, so that tells me a lot about what Sean McDermott's about. So you gain a lot of respect for him too, right there too.
0: I always thought that it was uh, a, a weird, um, it, it, it's very much a psychological thing, uh, with teams when a player, especially like in the fourth quarter, um, gets injured to the point where they're taken away in an ambulance, like, you know, when they stabilize the neck, obviously this is an extraneous situation, but, um, or more of an extreme situation than extraneous. I don't want to, you know, sound disrespectful, but uh, it really changes the psychology of the game. Um, I think that the Bills more so than the Bengals, but they would have been completely unprepared to perform. Um, I think that there it would have been asking for more injuries when you got guys that aren't focused that weigh three hundred pounds running into each other. Uh, I think that there would have been additional safety concerns too. Uh, so good decision all around. Um, there's no way they're going to be able to continue that game. Um,
1: no, I knew that as soon as I saw what they were doing to him on the field. Yeah. You know, with, with the you know, the the chest compressions and, and just looking at, you know, across the field and seeing the tears on the Bills players. I knew at that point, you know, that there's no way that this game, you know, continues tonight. And, and uh, you know, it takes time to gather all the information right. and, and everything. And you got a lot of people you got to talk to before, you know, everyone wanted like an immediate answer. And there's not an immediate answer about that kind of thing. You have to, you have to do a lot of, you know, a lot of people to talk to before you can make that decision.
0: I, yeah, I completely agree. So, um, so Ham, Hamlin, we're, we're thinking about you. You'll never listen to this podcast, but we're with you, man. Um, besides that, do you do anything for new year's?
1: Just watch football. Oh, really? Uh, some terrific, terrific bowl games. Um, you know, uh, TCU, you know, was was impressive. <laughs> I thought Michigan was going to win, but TCU was very, very impressive in that one and showed that they belonged in, in, in the college football playoff. There was a lot of people that, you know, were thinking they're going to get blown out no matter who they play and that they didn't belong there. And it should have been this school or that school. But, uh, uh, you know, they, they did well and showed that they yeah, they, they definitely belong to, to be in that championship game. And what a game between Georgia and Ohio State. You know, it comes down to yeah. this field goal at the Nobody end. Nobody
0: watched the uh, ball drop in Ohio. Well, I mean, they did, but it was a little to the left. That's been the joke yeah, on Twitter. To the left, <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. But, you know, uh, but that was a great game, too. And, uh, you know, again, it was expected that Georgia would beat them, you know, convincingly that, you know, Ohio State was lucky to be there. Mm-hmm. Ohio State had a great season um, and, and they belonged to be there, too. And, uh, but it was just a, another terrific game. And, you know, you, you hope that the, the championship game is, is just as good and it's not going to be something where it's, you know, like Georgia 47, TCU 13 or something like
0: that. Um, I think that any team playing Georgia in the past five years has had the possibility of, you know, uh, a blowout like LSU Purdue was, but the way TCU's playing, there, uh, you know, to bring back to the Bengals, Joe Burrow said, "We we're gonna find a way to win," and that's what they've done. And TCU sure, does that do, too. Yeah, you, they do. You know, it's just like in business. You find, you know, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Well, if you're a good businessman, yeah. you find a way to be successful. Obviously, it doesn't correlate perfectly on the field, but it's 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 just true. You know, if you look at the negatives, then then that's it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Um, I actually, uh, did New Year's Eve at King's Island. I bought the premium VIP thing, which was amazing. That's my third time doing that. Um, you know, they had about like a seven course meal. They had more appetizers than I've eaten in like a year. Um, and people that were surprised when they brought out the main dishes because they, this is all buffet style, by the way. But when they sort of put out, uh, buffet dishes, people were surprised because they're like, well, you get that too. Um, so that was a really good time. Um, you know, I always go down to, uh, you know, th- this, this buffet is on upstairs. It's overlooking international street on the international restaurant, um, which is a great view, but I I've always spent the countdown, uh, actually on I street. Cause I want to be amongst the people for that, you know, um, which I, is a decision I never regret. Uh, now what, what's funny is, you know, we're down to, you know, 10, nine, eight, and everyone's looking at their phone about the Ohio state game and you're what the, yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff like, <laughs> you know, so that was kind of funny, uh, all sorts of activities and stuff, the atmosphere. Um, I imagine all the Cedar Fair parks probably have a similar program, but I, I I'd say new year's Eve is just my favorite night of the year, uh, a little melancholy, like bittersweet because it is the last day of the season. And this was the best season of King's Island. But, um, You know, after 10 o'clock, essentially Winterfest ends, New Year's Eve begins, huge party atmosphere on International Street, just uh, so many people there and everyone's got the little New Year's hats and the little annoying blow things that everyone's doing. I always get a kick out of that. And then great firework display, by the way, they were shooting stuff off the roofs and stuff in addition to the actual, um, you know, regular aerial show. But uh, yeah, I love New Year's Eve at the park. You should you should try it sometime. I know it's a little tough when you well, work ha- there. I
1: have done it before, I, you know, been there for that. But you have, uh, you know, I was I was following it, uh, you know, uh, through social media and you know seeing what everybody was was posting about it, uh, you know, there and and as well as other parks that were having New Year's Eve events. Right. It looks like you know, like you said, a lot of a lot of people were commenting that it was their favorite uh, visit of the year. So uh, that that's a good thing to always see too that. Uh, you know it's just a great atmosphere and, and and a lot of people get to do it in their favorite places
0: yeah I mean to me it's kind of like uh I like the length of uh King's Island season because you know I spent a lot of time there and then you know by the end of the New year's and stuff I'm you know I'm ready to do other things to recharge the batteries and then you know three and a half four months later it's like you know coming there for the first time again every year so uh yeah but we'll we'll probably have a longer conversation about that when the park reopens in april um just the feeling that you get on opening day uh there's nothing better it's like baseball opening day and you know i don't think that there's as much sentiment for most people with the nfl's opening because they do the whole preseason stuff and whatever but um at least here in cincinnati red's opening day is that's the first sign of spring and that's that's a city wide event you know
1: city wide event and you know in the in the um amusement theme park industry no two theme park seasons are the same at a park right you know there's always something different to see different to do different food items so it's never the same so there's always something to look forward to when a new season begins
0: yeah and it's funny because when you visit often you start remembering uh it's funny because uh my friend jeff and i you know like we're you know we're both the type that go to like every night of Halloween haunts, unless we're at different parks or whatever, just because it's what you do on weekends, you know, and it's, um, you know, we'll talk about, Oh, I remember when that skull was in this maze in like 2004 or whatever. So that's kind of fun to do <laughs> if you have that kind of memory. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know what, we are not here to talk about Cincinnati for once. What are we talking about today, Don? Let's talk about East Tennessee, East Tennessee. Cause you know why? East Tennessee is the place to be in 2023. How about that? So, talk about East Tennessee, Don. What's the first thing that you're excited about that's going on in East Tennessee? This, there's so much going on. I've been excited about this episode all week since we started talking about it.
1: I mean, there he is. Uh, let's 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 not uh, go in any particular order here. Right. But uh, you know, let's start with you know the 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 big thing, Dollywood opening a new coaster. It's going to be their largest roller coaster, Big Bear Mountain. And also a new place for guests to stay with the Heart Song Lodge and Resort. That's going to be a 302-room resort. It's inspired by Dolly Parton's love for the Smoky Mountains, uh, the roller coaster. It's going to open in the spring, March. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, resort, uh, the slated date to open is going to be in September. But uh, a lot of big things happening at Dollywood in 2023.
0: Yeah. um, Big Bear Mountain, uh, (laughs) that's going to be... I, I don't think that they're claiming this because it's hard to, they don't want to take backlash because this will be hard to prove because there are a lot of moving parts, but I think it's pretty well accepted that that's going to be the world's longest family coaster. Um, but that depends on how you define longest and how you define family coaster. Um,
1: you know, that's what I like about what they're doing there. Uh, Ryan mm. is, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast is uh you know attractions that everyone can do in the family right you know so uh, not everyone you know not the little little kids can do this but um you know but but the younger guests can can ride with the parents and the grandparents and uh, it's going to appeal to the thrill seekers mm-hmm. you know they're all going to want to go there and you know and pick up their credits and they're going to like the ride because it's fun but it's also great for families so that's what i like about it yeah i mean okay
0: so to, to put it in perspective big bear mountain three thousand nine hundred ninety feet of track so that's respectable on all fronts for length. All fronts, all fronts, yeah. fronts for length, um, and then the speed. You got that setting too. There, that oh, setting is going to be incredible. Oh yeah, uh, twenty passengers per train, sixty-six foot height. So let me tell you this: that doesn't sound like a lot. How tall's Maverick? Is Maverick boring? Absolutely not. Um, and you know, and it's maximum speed is 48 miles an hour, which is pretty fast for a, f- a family coaster. Um, Dollywood is, they just do so much, right? I, I've just, I love Dollywood more and more every year. Um, saw on a video from my Appa and uh, one of the, the coaster channels, uh, interviewed Vakoma and they were saying that they're actually using linear induction motors on this instead of LSMs. Um, I don't know what the difference is, but i I do know that I've always been under the understanding that LSMs are the newer technology. They're far more efficient. That's why everyone uses them now, including like premier that came up with the helped develop the limb motors. But they're saying that, um, they they are able to do this in a way that's far more efficient and it fit their current train design. So they didn't have to redesign their family coaster train. So I think that's really interesting. I mean, wouldn't you? That's
1: really that's really interesting. And also, you and I uh, had the opportunity to have a kind of a sneak peek at the uh, soundtrack that the uh, the trains are going to have. So uh, that's going to be exciting too.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's um, that video is on Facebook where you <clears throat> can hear the soundtrack. But um, yeah, you hear the roar of the the bear, and it's it's just going to be so fun. I, I think that the ba- that it reminds me a kind of of uh like Twisted Timbers, Mystic Timber trains. Uh, where it's like a truck, but it looks like it's painted up, so it's got mud kicked up on it and stuff. I think yeah. that's so cool. It
1: looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, if you didn't know, I mean, it does look like mud all over it.
0: It does, and then it's got like a pretty convincing spare tire and stuff. So uh, that's going to be so fun. Um, but uh, like, so I, I was thinking about this. We can't, we can't speak on behalf of Dollywood, to be clear. But I wonder if they've ever debated going year round there. And I wonder if their thought process has changed now that like Carowinds is year round because it's kind of a similar climate, but I was looking at the weather there and, you know, I follow Dollywood on social media and they're saying their parking lots full and, uh, you know, they're offering like offsite parking with a shuttle and stuff. And I'm like, well, they got a pretty big parking lot. how? And I look and it was like 63 degrees and I was looking at the average temperatures and it, it's relatively warm there. I imagine from a business standpoint, it would be a lot. To add those weekends, or I guess in their case, they would probably do like four days a week or whatever, five days a week. Um, but that that had to have been on the table at some point, you know. I've I've never heard it discussed or anything, but if if Carowinds and King's Dominion are giving it a shot, yeah, it's a matter of time until somebody brings it up. But speaking of which, Dollywood is in fact expanding their operating calendar. They're going to add 15 days. With a new festive event running March 11th through April 8th, the event celebrates the 50th anniversary of one of Dolly's most amazing songs, "I Will Always Love You." Um, if you stick to the end of the podcast, Don will sing it for us. Don't do that, <laughs> but um, I won't. No, <laughs> but um, it's uh, you know, you know, Dollywood season starting earlier. Um, that's I mean, that's 15 days. So March 11th, that's that only gives them. A little over eight weeks of being closed
1: yeah it does um now they were going to be open for weekend operation there so they're just adding those days during the week but it's a good time to do it i mean a lot of schools you know are still spring break during that time mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's a perfect time to do that and uh the weather's normally you know decent at that time of the year so so why not
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, So I'm looking on their website to see if there's any details. It looks like there's not a lot so far, uh, just that there will be a celebration of it. But, uh, you know, as I've grown older, I think the thing I appreciate more and more about Dollywood is that it's the culture behind Dolly herself as well as the Smoky Mountains that it represents um, rides are great. Food's great. Everything's great. But that sort of thing where it's just like a showcase of Southern hospitality, I, th- I think is my favorite part now. Um, and this will probably be more of a showcase of it, but the story of the song is very interesting and I'm sure that they'll explore that quite often. Um, and it's going to, but it's saying that it going to have special park decor, delicious culinary offerings, uh, and it's meant to celebrate the momentous occasion of the 50th anniversary of that song. So they do great with Park Decor there, don't you think?
1: They do a phenomenal job with Park Decor. And, you know, again, you've got great setting there, too, as well. So, you know, it all blends in beautifully together.
0: I agree. You know, um, I think the song that they totally ring out for, you know, all it's worth. And it's my favorite Dolly song is uh, Code of Many Colors. And I was down there for Christmas a couple of weeks ago and they had like the Dollywood logo that was made out of stitched out like different rags as well as ornaments that were made, were made of rags and stuff. It, it was so cool. So I can only imagine what they'll do with this song, you know? So more em- emphasis put on that song is, is going to definitely, um, is going to definitely bring an emphasis to it. So Dom, what's your favorite thing coming to East Tennessee?
1: Well, this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone that knows me, but uh, Bucky's in Sevierville, it's opening in 2023. I've seen June as kind of the, the targeted opening date. Uh, whenever it is, I'm going to be there. Uh, but it's located off Interstate 40 at exit 407. Mm-hmm. So that's normally the exit you would take if you're going to be going to right. Dollywood or Pigeon Forge or any of those places. Uh, 74,000 square feet, uh, this convenience store. It's going to be the largest Bucky's location in existence, but just for a short time. Uh, There's 120 fueling stations, uh, 250-foot car wash, a large selection of snacks and barbecue. If you've ever had their brisket sandwich, it's out of this world. Uh, My favorite is the Club Melt uh, sandwich, but you're going to be able to have all that. It's open 24 hours a day. And I think if you're planning a a visit to East Tennessee to hit a lot of those attractions in Sevierville, uh, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, that that's going to be you know your first stop right off the interstate. Everyone's going to want to go there, Uh, but really looking forward to that. Uh, I had a chance to to look at the construction of it uh, over Thanksgiving, and uh, you know I just got excited looking at it, knowing that uh, you know this summer that uh, I'm going to be able to make a stop there.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really convenient because you know in Richmond, Kentucky, there's the the buckies between here and Dollywood, excuse me. So by the time you get to Sevierville. You're kind of aching for another bakkie to be honest with you. You but. are.
1: Yeah, you're yeah, you're ready for another stop and uh get another sandwich and you know, fill up the tank if you you know need to again at that point. Uh, uh but uh you know, I'm real excited about. It. I'm not going to be excited about how it's going to back up traffic though. So on Interstate 40, just be prepared uh to to especially we're going to exit or whatever that's going to probably had about 20, 30 minutes of time just to exit off that exit now. Um, because that's there, especially during the, the peak hours of the day.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about that as well. Now Bucky's itself, at least the one I've been to is pretty good at They, I mean, they know they have a hundred pumps and they know that they're going to have 60 or 70 people in their store. So the, the road to actually get to Bucky's from entering Bucky's property is pretty long for that reason. Um, so I imagine they'll do something like that. You'll probably enter from the back, like opposite the the off ramp. Uh, but you're right; if a lot more people are getting off that exit, that's that's entirely possible. And you know, it's, yeah. it's
1: and don't get yeah, don't get intimidated if you're you know coming off the exit and you just see hundreds of cars going into Bucky's and think it's going to be super crowded. I mean, there can be you know a lot of people in there, but you're so efficient at getting everyone checked out mm-hmm. and everything or getting you the, the sandwiches that you you want to buy and that so it's it's the most efficient operation that I've seen uh you know when you're talking about restaurants of that you know whether it's you know like I said gas stations or whatever sure. you want to call it, convenience store um uh, you know rivals fast food if you're talking about going in to buy sandwiches and that uh, but just just super efficient uh, and there's So while there might be a lot of people, you're going to get checked out very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's never an issue. And there's several of everything. So like there's a big, the beef jerky is very famous, but there's more than one section of it. So even if it is crowded there, there's more of it elsewhere. Um,
1: now you mentioned. And if you live in that area, if you live in that area and you're looking for a job. Uh, you better bet they're hiring. <laughs> yes, people that I've spoken to that work at Bucky say that, you know, it is a phenomenal Uh, place to work, great culture. Everybody loves it. People don't leave. Uh, So if you're looking for a job and you live in that area, uh, you know, that's a great place to go.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. um, So you mentioned a couple of things. So the first time I went down, I I got $42 worth of food because I wanted to try everything Um, like an idiot. Uh, All delicious. Uh, The one thing I didn't get to because I was too full was the brisket sandwich. And I put it on ice and stuff, but forgot about it. Uh, you know, obviously went to Pigeon Forge and Gallenberg, Dollywood, and so on. So it got to be three or four days old. Can't eat it at that point. Threw it away. So everyone talked about the brisket. So I was like, next time I go, I'm going to get the brisket. But I'd gotten the melt previously. And the melt was amazing. So I remember I went there because I went to Dollywood uh, mid-December for Smoky Mountain Christmas. Stopped at Bucky's got the brisket sandwich. I'm sitting in the car and I sent you a picture and I said I'm at your favorite place. Yeah. And you said, "Try the melt, it's amazing." And I said, "I tried it last time. I just got the brisket." And you're like, "The melt's better." I remember biting into the brisket and I was like, "This is good, but the the melt is better." So, I'd recommend the melt. Yeah. The melt is the best one. The, if you're a brisket person, like it's smoky and it's really good, but if- Oh, man, it's
1: great. The brisket's great, but I I just there was something about the melt the first time I had it, it just has a different uh, like a kick to it that it, you just don't get with any other sandwich. Have you
0: ever had the, um, the wraps like the Mexican wraps? Yes. Those are really good yes. too. There's a, there's one that's like a sausage wrap that I've gotten and there's like a beef and cheese. Yeah. Beef and cheese. That's the one I really beef like. And
1: cheese, yeah. Yeah. Oof.
0: And then, oh, I bought, um, oh, I'm gonna, I need to find those. I've got Bucky, um, like, out you know, like Altos, like the, the minty things. I got a Bucky's like Altos container and, um, a Bucky's chapstick too. I got to find that. I don't know what I do with them.
1: Do you have beaver nuts?
0: I've only had them with you. Okay. Um, but it was funny because it's funny that you say that because, um, a lady was standing by the register when we were waiting to get checked out. And she's looking at these things and she's like, I don't get it. Is it like salty? Is it like popcorn? And I was like, let me tell you lady. So it's sweet, it's salty, it's savory. And she, I shouldn't up buying it, but it was funny because yeah, somebody brought you some at IAPA and that's the only time I've ever gotten to eat them. Um, but
1: yeah, did you, did you get any clothing at, at Bucky's? I mean, that's another, again, this is not just your place to fill up a tank. I mean, this is an attraction, you know, it's, it's, it's a must do kind of a thing, especially if you're going to be in East Tennessee uh, this summer make sure you stop at Bucky's, but, uh, you know, even the clothing line. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I did not get clothing
0: excited. this time, but what I did do is I couldn't let you go alone. So I got my, uh, my Bucky's thing. And this is great. This is really well built, yeah. you know?
1: What I like about it is I can fill up my drink in the morning, put ice and everything in mm-hmm. it and five or six o'clock at night when I'm ready to head back home, there's still ice in it. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of, like the Hydra flasks, Um, In that regard, but it it doesn't insulate like a hydro flask. If you put ice in it, it might be good for days, but this one, like, especially like if you're trying to get through a work day or something, this will absolutely do it. And it's, um, I like how it's tapered too. So it does fit in the cup hole. We're going on about these like heated mugs on this attractions group podcast. But, uh, yeah, Bucky says a bunch of stuff. Um, it's actually not terribly priced. Like, I think this was 15 maybe. And which for a tumbler isn't bad, you know? So, um,
1: no, it's not. But it's going to be something that, uh, you know, if you're going to be in East Tennessee, make sure you stop at Bucky's, And that's going to become a staple for you every time that you're in that area. You know, as much as you might want to go to the, you know, the parks and, you know, some of the different attractions that are, you know, been, been there for a long time that, you know, you've become accustomed to and that's what you do all the time. This is going to be a new thing that you want to add. So you're just going to want to add enough time. Add some extra time just so you can go to Bucky's because it's gonna be something you're going to do every time that you're down that way.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, uh, you get off the exit, you, you stop at Bucky's, you start heading towards uh, uh, I think you're in Sevierville at that point, but you're heading towards Pigeon Forge. Um, and on your right, there's Wilderness of the Smokies, which I don't want to throw one name at another, but it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of Great Wolf Lodge. So, think large scale, very large scale hotel. Indoor water park, but recently they've been build, building an outdoor water park. I've been watching the construction, you know, driving to Dollywood and stuff, and they're having, was it a, th- let me look at my notes here. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the Bucky stuff. I was like, it's, it's not open 24 hours a day, but Bucky's is a uh, three-story water coaster. So, I mean... It's funny because you would think that everything would be centralized around Dollywood mm-hmm. and around Gallenberg, but it's not. That's not very close. It's in within no, reason, not at all. you know. But um, it just shows you how much the area is growing. You know. Uh,
1: yeah, and we're talking forty million dollars here with uh, this new park expansion. Yeah you know so uh you know it's a significant investment that they're making
0: yeah i mean uh, think of it this way this hotel just installed a M giga you know <laughs> so that's that's yeah. an interesting thought but it, it's really cool i mean um the girlfriends always wanted to stay there we just we we've always we're big hilton people so we've always been done doing the hilton thing but i think she'll win that fight eventually and we'll stay there um the, uh, it's it, it, like, I, I like indoor water parks in terms of the all weather situation, not great with the whole chlorine and stuff. It affects different people in different ways, but with this outdoor park opening, like there's no excuse anymore, you know, now you got to go. <laughs> but again, I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not terribly close to, I mean, it would be closer to Dollywood than it would be Gatlinburg, but it's not, it's not terribly far away. It's probably a 20 minute drive or so. But, you know, you're not in Pigeon Forge, so.
1: Nope. Um, Then, you know, you move on. You've got Anakista's European Vacation. It's the first of a European-themed village. It'll open in the spring, so we're just a couple of months away yeah. there. It's part of a $34 million expansion planned by the park. Two attractions will come along with the village. Uh, the first being Bird Adventure. Uh, it's a play zone for kids of all ages and the second attraction is a double rail roller coaster it's called Hellbender so uh another place that uh, you want to put on uh your your list of things to do in East Tennessee is Anakista
0: so is this the one that they're building in Sevierville near like Olive Garden and yeah okay okay yeah I've seen that what's funny is um we so Last time we were down, not, not during Christmas, but the time before that we went to, um, uh, we went to all the mountain coasters in Pigeon Forge and Sevierville.
1: And the, the mountain coasters, those things scare you or you're fine with them.
0: I take them and I go full board down the hill. And I figure if I shoot off the side, then my family gets a nice settlement. <laughs> I love them. I don't think they're scary at all. What do you think? Have you done I've,
1: them? i i I've. I've, I've i've done them at night mm. um they're fun uh but there's you know there's always that uh that little apprehension just because you know you're you're a little bit in control of your your experience there
0: yeah uh i i'm you know i don't think there's ever going to be a, i mean not ever but i don't think there's going to be a catastrophic failure where it shoots off the rail i mean oh, i was no, joking there's, about there's, that.
1: there's not yeah there's not anything like that but it's just different you know than than getting on a regular type roller coaster oh yeah uh, you know and, and this one you you know you're you're deciding how you know how how like you said you go full bore down the hill and stuff so you kind of decide yourself how you're gonna go
0: my fear uh I, I thought about this the first time i did one is if like a deer ran onto the track i could, could i react fast enough and i'm hitting this thing with my face not with my windshield you know right. um the other thought was if um You know, one of the reasons I'd be
1: more worried about a bear than I would a deer in that part of the country.
0: Yeah, but at least a bear would be a better story if you survived it. But uh, anyway, um, my other thought is, uh, one of the reasons why I go full bore is that I'm, I've always got this fear that if I slow down or stop somebody behind me would hit me, Mm -hmm. you know, which is entirely possible. But if you're, if you're stopped and someone's hitting you at 30 or 40 miles an hour, I mean, it's not going to kill you, but you'll feel like you're in a car accident
1: yeah it'll be a jolt uh, but you know you're right the full throttle is the way they do those uh,
0: yeah i always go full throttle you're right about at night um i i did three or four the first time we did them we kept on finding them on groupon because i remember i was texting you saying is this one worth it is this one worth it and we ended up getting some good prices uh if you look on groupon depending on the time of year um i was usually getting buy one get one for 21 bucks so me and her could go for 10 bucks each essentially um but if you do them at night, especially the long ones, it's kind of like riding the beast, where it's out of control in the woods and stuff. They they often have Christmas lights and stuff on them, which kind of adds to it. But um, recently, I did the Ripley's one in Gatlinburg. Um, that one is not as good. I- I'm going to be frank, but at the same time, if you're going to do Ripley's, you're going to do Believe It or Not, or you're going to do the Aquarium. If you do either of those, you can get like the Aquarium's like fifty four dollars, and then it's like sixty four for The aquarium plus three other things. So as an add-on, that's a no-brainer. You know, it's a little bit off the strip and stuff. Um, It's not very long, but it is fun. You know, Um, I wouldn't do it as a standalone, but you know, if you do the aquarium, definitely do the add-on and check out Ripley's Believe It or Not and uh, maybe the the old McDonald Golf or something like that because their stuff is really good um but i just wanted to give a shout out to them as a, you know as part of the package but yeah i love mountain coasters that's been my new addiction it's something you can do late too it's the fun spot of you know east tennessee you know if you if you if your theme park closes at six or whatever in orlando you can get a fun spot till midnight well these are always open till like 11 or 12 so you can drive around looking for those and i think they're awesome do you have a favorite
1: i don't have a favorite um you know especially when you know like i said i've done them at night so they all look about the same feel about the same
0: there was one i want to say it's rocky top that had like five lift hills
1: yes that one i have not done but i've oh you got to
0: do that one that one we got that was two for 20 um and it took they advertise the length it's like eight and a half minutes you know and you do that at night and especially if you do it at night like in the early fall, like we did, the temperature changes. It's like you dip down and it gets cold and you go back up and it gets warm. It's so fun. You got to do that. Um Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, so um next up digging zones, a new theme park concept coming to Sevierville. Uh, Sevierville is building up. If our news is indicating that Um, developer Waston Odell and partners, Grand Hensley and Gary Allen, are investing 25 million into a 27 acre theme park that is expected to open in the spring, featuring 25 attractions. Digging so, so another Sevierville one, you know. Um,
1: yeah, that place is. I mean, it has grown by leaps and bounds since my first time down there, you know, in the early '90s, and uh, and to see it today, I mean, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's um. I'm trying to find a, a more information on it. Um, there we go. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, my first time down there, the big things to do were like the pancake places, you know, for breakfast. Or we'll we'll move and on to food that, here in a minute, Don. Don't yeah, you yeah, worry. But that was the big things to do back then, you know, I mean, you do that, and uh, you know, maybe you had some go karts and that, but uh, there wasn't all of these different attractions and experiences and things that uh, you know, like we're talking about today.
0: Okay. Uh, so this is cool. I've seen, I, I know that they have something like this in Vegas, although I don't know if it's the same company. Um, but basically you can drive heavy equipment, uh, skid steers, excavators, pavement rollers, articulated loaders, tractors, forklifts, dump trucks, dueling diggers, excavator spinners, etc. So
1: yeah, I mean, you can't do that anywhere. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you're down there. You got to do it. I, You're not going to be able to do it anywhere else you live.
0: Yeah. Let, let me see if you can, if they have any indication of the tickets. That's so cool. I'm, <laughs> okay. So adults, 11 to 64. So you don't quite qualify for the discount yet. Don is $55. So worth it. And a, a, a yeah. one year pass is 159. Like what kind of grown adult <laughs> buy a, what if they just bought it for themselves? Like there's a the coaster enthusiast and then there are the people that really just love to drive like backhoes and stuff.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just different, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I'm certainly going to, going to give that a try when I'm down there. Yeah. So that's, this is
0: exciting. I, I, I've probably passed the construction and just didn't know what it was. Well, here's the thing. Do they have construction or are they just going to bring the equipment there and let the people build it? That's the real scam involved <laughs> in this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. No, but it's it, it's unique. It's different. And, uh, you know, just another one of the the many exciting things coming to East Tennessee in 2023. Yeah,
0: I tell you what, I uh, whenever this opens, I'm totally down, and I will record a ton and put it up on our YouTube channel. That's so cool, because I thought it might be something like that, but I, I wanted to temper my expectations when I... Looked it up because I thought like maybe it's like a little kid's thing. But, eh, nope, you're driving backhoes and stuff. And I've done. I've dri- driven a lull. I've driven a bobcat. All fun, but to be able to drive something like this, relatively unadulterated, not have OSHA getting your back, that's a good time. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean. I mean, you're, you're right. It's, you mentioned like, you know, the fun thing to do was to get pancakes. And I, I remember like my parents, they, they went down to Gatlinburg they're not theme park people, but they went uh, like 15 years ago. They went down to Gatlinburg, um, to, they said to hike, I don't know how much hiking they actually did, but the shop, look what's changed in that time period. You know, I mean, just since I started going, you got the sky bridge that opened Anakista, all that stuff falls into the category of theme parks.
1: Oh yeah. You got the Island. Yeah. Uh, in Pigeon Forge there. That has become a big, big destination for everybody that's visiting, uh, that part of the the Tennessee region. Yeah. You know, everybody now stops off at the, uh, you know, the Island where they've got a few, few attractions, uh, you know, that you can ride and little carousel and small little roller coaster, uh, big, big Ferris wheel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. An observation wheel would be, I think, I think that's kind of, where I put that is observation wheel, since it's the observation wheel. Yeah. 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 Um, but the thing though, is you say it's got a few attractions. It's got a few rides, but attraction wise, like a lot of the, the vendors, the restaurants, the stores are very novelty. Mm-hmm. You can't find them anywhere else. I consider that attractions. Oh yeah, exactly. I do too. You know, and, um, you know, and, and when we talk about like Gatlinburg too, um, the beauty of Gatlinburg is it's maybe, 10% chains. You've got a Shoney's down there. There's a Mellow Mushroom, but Mellow Mushroom isn't everywhere in the country. So that might be novelty to some people. Um, but what are your, some of your favorite restaurants like in the Gatlinburg area?
1: Loco Burro mm. uh, comes to mind right off the bat. Um, I'm not the biggest, uh, Mexican food fan, but I'll eat, uh, you know, a good taco and, uh, you know, they have really good ones there, mm-hmm. um, but that's just an atmosphere that, uh, you know, is just, you know, unique too. you're drawn to it when you're, when you're down there, you want to go in, uh, and eat there just because of the atmosphere. Right. Um, you know, uh, they have, uh, this mechanical bull that you can ride mm-hmm. now it's been down the last couple of times I've been yeah. there. Uh, but that was always fun where you're eating too, to watch people try to ride the mechanical bull. And, uh, you know, everyone's a tough person until they get up there and they get kicked off in two seconds.
0: Yeah. I, I I was there a couple weeks ago. Um, which is the second time I've been there, you know, you're the one who recommended it. It was funny because I was walking out of Ripley's believe it or not. And I remember I was texting with you and you were like, make sure you eat there. And I was like, "Ah, I'm not going to go looking for this place. And I look up and it's right over me. So I was like, all right, we're doing this. So we did. Uh, beef tacos, hard tacos, uh, are just incredible that, you know, do you talk about having a kick to them? They're definitely not boring. Yeah. You know, they're not spicy. I don't want to like scare anyone away.
1: No, no, not spicy, but, uh, but they're really good. Um, and you get a lot of meat on those tacos you do. too, which, you know, some places they really, you know, we're not talking Taco Bell here, where you just get a little thin layer. I mean, it is loaded up, lots of beef, um, you know, two tacos is normally enough to fill anyone up yes and there's just that much beef to it i mean
0: i am for three but okay <laughs> yeah it's um and, and you know they got obviously some rice and refried fried beans or what comes with it um i know you're not like a guac or queso guy but i've tried both and they're both excellent so i'm okay with queso. oh you are
1: i, I like that uh, but not the guac yeah um but it's it's you know unique you you go up i mean you're it's it's an upper level type restaurant. yes you know there's another thing down below it um so, you know, unless you're looking for it, you know, it's 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 sometimes it's hard to find. But that is a can't miss a uh, dining experience, you know, if you're in East Tennessee, is Loco Borough in Gatlinburg. Yeah.
0: So to put it in so it is on a second floor. So you have to I mean there's a big sign, you can't miss it, but you're not gonna see the storefront necessarily because you have to go up an escalator uh to get up there. But it's really close to the sky bridge. So where you get mm-hmm. on the sky bridge, if this if you're walking and the sky bridge is on your left, um, uh, then it would be on your left again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, and there's a couple of, you know, ice cream little shops, you yeah. know, that are, that are fun to go into. Um, uh, you know, let's go back to the Island real quick, Right. Yeah. um, near the Island. Yeah. Um, there was a new restaurant that opened. It's called flavor. Town. Yes. Um, this, the chef, uh, what is the name? Guy uh, Fury, uh, Guy Fury. It's his restaurant. But that's an experience, too, as well. I mean, the food's phenomenal, but there's also like a full fledged arcade, just hundreds of games and things. Virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a roller coaster there, virtual reality that you can do. Uh, that's that's pretty intense. Uh, but that is a, a place that, uh, you know, you definitely want to hit is his restaurant Town, And in that complex, uh, like, again, it's near the island, but in that complex you know, you have these different places, you know, at the island where you can, you know, go in and sample the different drinks and that kind of, this one had samples of like well over a hundred and something hot sauces. Really? So you just go around just same thing, like just hundreds of them lined up around, you know, in this, uh, this like long table kind of thing, but around there and you just try, you know, as many hot sauces as you can handle. And, um, you know, that was a fun experience for me because, You know, I like hot sauces.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you do. I remember, uh, I don't know if I told the story in the podcast, but me, you and David, our business partner with this, are sitting there at a restaurant called Rooster's and the waitress walks up right as you're saying, you know, I drank a bottle of Frank's red, a red hot sauce one time, just to see if I could or something like that. And the lady
1: thought it was (laughs) so weird. I didn't have any cough medicine. So I drank, I drank, (laughs) I just kept drinking like the equivalent of what you would put cough medicine in just kept doing, um. Frank's red hot, uh, the hot sauce with that and, uh, got rid of the cold.
0: Well, okay. So first of all, I want to have the disclosure that your statements are not evaluated by the FDA as as true as they are.
1: Um, <laughs> it'll work for me. No, but I put hot sauce on everything. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm putting it on everything. And, um, you know, my, my most exciting Christmas gift that I got was, uh, a, a bunch of hot sauces from Bucky's. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, that, made, that was exciting for me. To get was
0: that, that, um, was that from like a, a, like a friend or relative or friend of the show or
1: my wife got that for me. Oh, did she buy it in um,
0: secret while you were down there or
1: did she She's gone down a couple other times, uh, you know, when I'm not there to visit relatives and that. Uh her family you know, the family, a lot of them live in what's called Waynesburg, yes, Kentucky, which yeah. is about an hour and a half away from Bucky's. And um, so she goes down there and then she'll pick up a sandwich for me on the way back and that. But um, but that was one of the the Christmas gifts I got and um you know, can't wait to try those on a number of different food items.
0: Yeah. Completely agree. You know, um, uh, so but uh, you know, like when we're talking about um, you know, food and stuff in the Gallenberg area, because of course you have to transition back to Bucky's whenever we talk about food for some reason. But uh uh what about the donut fryer? Have you ever eaten there?
1: I have that's that's a fun spot. Um, you know, definitely check that out if, when you're in that area. Um you ever tried Paula Dean's restaurant? No,
0: no, no. Um, I've always thought to get a reservation. Paula Dean's is at the Island, right? Right. Okay. So my plan was, I was going to try to get a reservation there, but I didn't know exactly when we were going to get to the Island. So I didn't want to like have to sit around for two hours hungry or be late for the reservation. So I'm going to have to plan that out better. Have you done it?
1: Yeah. There's sometimes you can get right in sometimes. Uh, but there's different, um, you know opportunities there's the breakfast mm-hmm. that you that's really really good uh, they've got the lunch menu and then they've got the dinner menu um, I'm a big breakfast fan yeah of, of Paula Deen's restaurant I like what they have there um, when we were there over Thanksgiving she was there oh yeah so so uh yeah um, my wife got the chance to meet her signed a cookbook that kind of thing but um yeah she was there uh, but it it's uh you know it's a place that we like to, to at least either hit breakfast or dinner when we're down there um so yeah i would recommend that yeah um
0: we'll have to uh, like go down there sometime and do a show from like the island or from dollywood or something like that maybe like when some of this stuff opens don't you think that would be fun
1: yeah i think the island would be the perfect place that we do could it. get yeah, like there's a you know there's place we can sit down and and uh, do it you know with the uh the little fountain they have well going what on i'm thinking is like
0: get a room at um like Margaritaville and do it on the patio overlooking...
1: Oh, on the patio, yeah. I, uh, yeah, right there. You're right there by the Yeah, island.
0: so I would do, um like, maybe, like, try to get, like, second floor so you've got a bird's-eye view, but we're not out of view. That would be fun. Or we could just take a picture of it and chroma key it behind us and do it. <laughs>
1: no, I like that idea. <laughs> um, You were done the uh, crime museum that's down there. That's another attraction that's a can't-miss, I think.
0: I I have not. I, I'm trying to get the girlfriend talked into it because I had another set of friends that went and they, they apparently got a lot of Bonnie and Clyde stuff. And I think that's awesome.
1: They do Ted Bundy's car.
0: You ever Did you ever do the, um, the photography museum?
1: Did not do that. Um, but I've seen that, you know, going through there. Uh, what about the Titanic thing for you? Have you done that? One? No,
0: um, this is not going well. We have not done anything down there. Have we <laughs> No, the Titanic one I've seen, uh, I've seen, um, like uh some of the youtubers like the vloggers i've seen it before but i haven't done it um
1: it's a good experience you get you're assigned a character oh yeah as you're going as you're going through this yeah so you're you're a character who was on the ship and uh you know you go through and at certain points it'll tell like where you died uh and that kind of thing but uh, like there's one part of it where you can put your hand in the water and it is the temperature of what it was you know when the boat Mm. hit and so you can see how cold it was for everybody. So is it a
0: recreation um, but, <laughs> of the Titanic or is it relics? It's a
1: walkthrough. It's like a walkthrough okay. kind of experience. You have a tour guide. Okay. Who's telling you the different, you know, things about it. Um, you know, different features on the boat and that kind of thing. It's, it's definitely something that next time you're there, make, Make time to do it. It's 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 worth that experience. Might not be something you do more than once, but you need to do it at least.
0: So once. another thing that I have on my docket that I have not gotten around to because it's just tough to dedicate a whole night to something is I really want to do the Hatfield and McCoy dinner theater. You know, obviously, if you're from Kentucky, like that's uh, special to you. You know, because you know, one, I think it was the the
1: Hatfields were from Kentucky, but uh, I
0: well, let me let me let me let me bring something
1: up while you bring up the Hatfield McCoy yeah. place. By marriage, I am related to a McCoy that
0: sounds about right because you do me dirty all the time, and I'm from Kentucky and <laughs> but no yeah,
1: so yeah there's uh the, you know there's part of my um my wife's i think it's the mother's side were McCoys, and I'm so,
0: guessing the ones that live near Bucky's then, right, somewhere related to those guys
1: I don't know about that. I just know like you know, if I found out through marriage uh, that uh the McCoys were on my wife's side of the family.
0: Yeah. So I've seen apparently like the, the descendants of the Hatfields and McCoys like play an annual softball game now. Like they don't really, they're not killing each other anymore, but, no, no. but, um, yeah, that's always interesting. I've always wanted to do that because it's like campy humor, but it's like, I, and I've seen clips of it. It's really cool when they do like a Christmas yeah. version and stuff. Uh, again, it's just de- difficult to dedicate an entire night to that. It's, uh, you know, yeah.
1: but somehow through like, it's one of the cousins or something, married a McCoy. I don't know how it is, but there's a McCoy and McCoy is in the family. That's all I know.
0: Yeah. Wait. Yeah. The McCoys were from Kentucky. The Hatfields were from, but it's yes. okay. So no, your wife's related to the good one, <laughs> but uh, the McCoy, yeah, yeah. So, um, so have you, uh, have you ever done Ripley's believe it or not?
1: That I have not. So you got one up on me there. Yeah, I
0: did. So I did, uh, I bought the three pack passes I mentioned before and I did the aquarium, believe it or not. And it was weird because at the time we were planning on just doing like putt, putt golf. It was just some cool chill thing that's open till 11, but they closed at five that day randomly on a, like a Tuesday. So we had the tickets left over and that's why we did the, the, um, uh, the mountain coaster. Um, the aquarium, is uh it's good it's got the moving floors and stuff and it's got a lot of encounters um they actually have like an upcharge thing where you can go out on a boat that has a glass bottom um but again bundled with everything else uh it's pretty cool uh the actual museum the believe it or not stuff um it's a one-time thing you know i, I don't know if i would do it twice but with that being said i Really did enjoy my one, especially in the day where everyone has a camera on them. They've got their cell yeah. phone.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Is that something that if you would, um, say make plans to do, or is it something you do if you've got extra time,
0: uh, extra time, I, I would say, give yourself hour, hour and a half. It's not an all day thing or anything like that. Um, the aquarium sometimes gets so busy that it has time tickets, I think. So you might have to plan ahead for that, but believe it or not is, um, it's three floors. As an add-on to the aquarium, it's very well worth the money. Um, I wouldn't buy a $40 ticket for it. But, you know, again, you have to look at the sum of all parts. Don't buy just the aquarium ticket. Buy the aquarium plus a couple different things. You could take care of your entertainment for a whole day for 50 or 60 bucks. you know? Um, Definitely check their website for details. But, you know, they've got, like, what they claim are, like, real shrunken heads and stuff like that. But like I was saying, like, in the day and age where everyone has a cell phone and can take pictures... They've got a lot of this stuff where you take a picture and it looks like, you know, you and the person you're with are sharing bodies or whatever. And, you know, they've got a, a um one thing that kind of sticks out. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this because I don't care because you will not want to remember this by the time you go through listener. Um, but there's one <laughs> there's one point where you go around a corner and there's uh, you see a guy about to take a picture with a camera and a couple that's posing and they look really realistic. So everyone walks by like, Oh, I'm sorry. And they're just like mannequins. (laughs)
1: That sounds.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's Uh, definitely like, I I have very warm memories of it. And honestly, like if you and I were down there and you said you wanted to do it, I wouldn't be against it, but you know, it's, it's not something you would have to do every visit. Um, but it is close to the burrito place. So there's that.
1: (laughs) Now, we'd be remiss if we did not mention the apple barn.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's two apple barns. I went to the wrong one. Tell us about the good one. Did you go to the store or the restaurant? Uh, So I went to a restaurant that is okay. So you were telling me about it's barbecue, right?
1: Well, I mean, fried chicken and dumplings and that kind of, okay. There's like a third. I mean, there's another place you can get some, some like, food and stuff like snack kind of food and everything but there's the restaurant and then there's the store so there's different components yeah. of it uh when you're there but the restaurant with the like the fried chicken and the chicken and dumplings i mean it's it's really really good food mm-hmm. it's a nice um like just you know old time you know like you what you know what you would expect to have in the south you know type of a type of a yeah meal. uh
0: we went and it might have been the right one might have been the wrong one Um, but it was very much Southern food. And the only downside was we had spent five days in East Tennessee and we were very over Southern food by the time we ate there. But, um, I remember, uh, we had a a kid with us who, by the way, if you're listening, Noah, I understand that you're six and you're not five. I got called out for that. So Noah is six. He was five at the time, but he, uh, he got a uh, grilled cheese and he was, he was raving about that. But, um, I think my girlfriend got the grilled cheese. It was like a, a like a, a kid's meal, but it w- it was delicious. Uh, I think I got regular Southern food anyway. I got mashed potatoes and stuff, which was really good. What about the old mill? You read the old mill?
1: Having at the old mill, that's, that's a nice place. Um, so I would definitely, you know, put that on your bucket list if you're, you're heading down that way.
0: Yeah. Um, if you're from an area that doesn't have Shonies, that's kind of a good novelty thing in Um, uh, because we don't have it here. Um,
1: yeah, now, there's a new barbecue place too that opened on the, the Strip that I cannot think of the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it caught my eye on my way out this year on the way back home and I just saw the sign for the barbecue and it, it just looks so good. Uh, so that has to be a place that uh, my next visit to East Tennessee, the Sevierville, uh, Pigeon Forge area. I'm definitely going to kind of hit this barbecue restaurant up.
0: Okay. Well, so best barbecue in Gatlinburg, according to this article, I'm looking at here.
1: Oh, you're talking about Gatlinburg. I'm looking at Pigeon oh, Forge. Oh, Pigeon Forge. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a new one. It's a new one. It's near, um, it's, there's the, you, you know, when you're going up and you see that one building and you got the big gorilla yes. climbing the building, it's like right by that. Mm,
0: bennett's Corky's,
1: bennett's Bennett's,
0: okay what do they got it's pit barbecue i remember seeing this now the gorilla building is the um photography museum by the way i know that well because my car broke down my old car broke down in their
1: parking lot
0: (laughs) yeah so bennett's it's pit barbecue um what's it got
1: yeah, so you know, as we're talking on this podcast here and talking about the different attractions and things that are going to be uh, new for 2023 in East Tennessee, but you know, if you're a foodie fan, I mean, there's a lot to like. Yeah, in that area.
0: Yeah, full rack of ribs for 30 bucks can't beat that. Chicken and rib platter for 23.99. So it looks like this is the off season, by the way, for Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Um, so there, the hours may vary. Like I know Anna is open like Thursday through Sunday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that now, but this place is closed on Wednesdays, uh, Saturday, Sunday, 11 to 10, Sunday through Thursday, 11 to nine. I wonder, um, I you know, I bet you could go down there on a weekend in February and it wouldn't feel like the off season. Uh, I bet, I mean, Dollywood's closed, but other than that, I bet everything else is open
1: anymore. Yeah. I mean, not anymore. I mean, it is, uh a hopping place.
0: Yeah, somebody told me and I, I can't cite any kind of um article or anything like that that uh the Gatlinburg area so that encompasses all the areas we're talking about uh is one of the fastest growing tourist cities in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Dude, I went to Gatlinburg I mean, during Christmas and there was nowhere to park. Like I got lucky and found a place in that uh uh you know that abandoned amusement park there where they still park people.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's like move over Mickey and Harry. Uh, you know, there's, you know, there's a new kid on the block now where people are, are looking to when they're planning their vacations.
0: Yeah. And you know, it, the fact that Dollywood is just not necessarily on a whim, I don't want to use that phraseology, but they have a 300 room resort and they're building another one, you know, that shows that the market is in demand for something like that. Um, which leads to the next question uh, you know, if you want to talk about Dollywood specifically, I wonder what the future is like for that park. I, I have no doubt it's bright, but, uh, you know, as far as like adding attractions and stuff like that, I, I, you know, not to bring back the year round stuff, but I wonder if they would ever consider having major attractions, like a few of them as indoor stuff that's kind of guaranteed to be open in all weather, kind of like um, Blazing Fury. Because um, I would love to see what their creative team would come up with. You know, I, I I can only fathom that. Yeah. Then you can eat aunt Granny's all year long.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where places, you know, you know, five years, 10 years from now, just how, you know, not only Dollywood, but just that whole, whole area looks like.
0: Yeah. I can, I love just cheap touristy stuff. If not doing it, then driving past it. That's why I love Orlando like I get a kick out of driving past like the, you know, where they sell like three t-shirts for three ninety nine and stuff. Um, Dollywood isn't that tacky, but they have a lot more of like the, oh, a crime museum, a photography museum, the, you know, just little fun things to do.
1: Fun things to do, right. And it used to be, you'd go down there and you could spend a couple of days,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and you were good and you were ready to head back home. Uh, but now, I mean, you spent a full week down there. There's still things that you wanted to do. You didn't get to. Yeah.
0: Well, you and I both have gone, um, have gone down there and, um, you know, uh, we both go, we're like, what, two or three time a year or so. And -hmm. we go for several days and look at all the stuff we haven't done. I know. And
1: then neither of us spend all of our time at Dollywood. next time. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you want to, there's just so many things you want to see and do. Uh, when you're down there and it's, uh, it's like, now you have to make that, you know, most like that checklist before you go to make sure you don't miss out on these things that you, you certainly wanted to do. And then you, you stumble across these other things that are just so cool. Like you mentioned, like those t-shirt right. shops, you know, you walk into Gatlinburg there's those kind of stores and uh, they're just fun.
0: I love Gatlinburg. I love just like, I'm not a big, uh, shopping guy in general, but I love like the novelty stores and stuff. And, um, like I went to the Gatlinburg mall for the first time. Um, I'd always heard about it, but I never did it. Um, that was really interesting. Um, the downside was it was really hot in there. Um, so I don't know what the deal was with that, but I thought the layout of the mall was, it was like, it's like seven floors, but it has like five shops in it total, you know, where it's like Mm -hmm. tiny, but it's tall, you know? So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then there's like, uh, is it the villages like back where the fryer or the donut fryer is? Yeah. The villages. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool too. And they've got that, like the monogram, sh- uh, shop where you can get anything monogrammed and they've got like a ton of stuff mm-hmm. that you can get monogrammed and, you know, um, I'm not a big coffee drinker. The girlfriend likes to drink at the the local coffee shop there. Um, it's not like a sit down thing. It's a, it's like a, uh, like a walk up window, but she always yep. talks about, yeah. Oh, I want to get coffee from that place. It's got good coffee. So.
1: And then there's all those little pizza places too. Yes. Yeah. That you get in and it just just you know, it's, you just get to buy the slice and it's 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 just you know, not the same kind of pizza that you get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um Yeah. So Don, we were talking that if this episode goes 30 or 40 minutes, we're okay with that. Uh we're at an hour and 10 minutes. Is there any final thoughts you have on the East Tennessee area?
1: No, just, you know, just that there's so much to see, so much to do that, you know, you you just can't do it all in in like a week's time. You just got to really kind of map out, uh, do some research before you go and just map out the kind of things that, uh, you know, appeal to you that you want to do. Look, you know, look up the restaurants, uh, look up the different kind of shops, the other kind of fun experiences, the go-kart rides and all those other kind of things. And, uh, you know, j- just, just make out your, your bucket list of what you want to hit. Uh, make sure you include Bucky's and the apple barn. You don't want to miss those. Two. Yep. in Gatlinburg. Uh, I think those are in Gatlinburg, you know, you, you want a local borough, you want to hit that. Uh, so just, you know, again, it's, it's, it's just a fun, you know, fun getaway, whether it's for a weekend that you're doing it or it's a vacation time where you're going to be there for a week.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. Well,
0: what an episode. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like I said, I've been looking forward to this all week. Cause I just, I love going to that area and I love thinking about that area and planning my next trip to that area and
1: uh yeah and if you have any suggestions you know listening and and you've been uh you know in Pigeon Forge and Sevierville and Gatlinburg and you have uh you know favorites that you have you know tweet it at us yeah. and, and let us know what uh, what you recommend uh, people do when they're visiting there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we can be found on Twitter. I forgot to plug this at the top of the show. That means somebody listened for over an hour before they're hearing this. So thank you for your loyalty. Follow us at Attractions underscore GRP. Find us on your favorite podcast apps such as Google, Spotify, Apple, etc. And uh, follow us on YouTube because we're eventually going to do a live thing, but we keep on pushing it off. But we'll do it. I promise. Um, oh, and there's a new intro for this episode that I'm going to use because we we decided this is season two for some reason, even though it's a calendar year difference. And, uh, so if you want to see that, you have to see the actual live version. I worked really hard on it and, uh, I think you'll like it, but thanks everyone. We'll see you next week.